Welcome back to a very spooky edition of Drop the Light. Let us be the first to wish you a happy Halloween. That's right. Today is October 30th. Uh, we're hoping to get this out by Halloween. If we don't, though, just know that we did record beforehand, so you're welcome. But Halloween is one of my favorite times of year, and I kind of wanted to do a spooky Halloween-themed podcast, and here we are. Here we are. I absolutely love Halloween. I think Halloween is fantastic. I have to say, I don't think Halloween is quite as fun as a grown-up as it was as a kid and in college. Normally, I'm not about saying, oh, I hate being a grown-up. I absolutely love being a grown-up. I think it's fantastic. But I think the one thing is Halloween. I definitely do miss Halloween as a kid. I would agree because I felt that even last year, the year before. It's just like, I don't know, it's just like almost another day in the life. It's not really like as much like, oh, yeah, I get to dress up and be spooky and like eat a bunch of free candy because it's ironic. Like when you're an adult, you can eat as much candy as you want. There's no parent saying only one piece tonight or something like that. But it kind of like loses its joy, maybe because you're like me and you constantly buy candy all the time and you're just too used to it. Or maybe it's just something changes when you grow up. I'm not sure, but I miss Halloween as a kid. I do. Yes, Halloween when I was a child was amazing. My friend Emily Odette would have Halloween party every single year and her dad, her dad is the coolest guy, he would dress up in this super scary like scream costume and chase us around the yard with a sickle for hours. It was absolutely terrifying and amazing. I think my dad even joined in one year and like was wearing this gorilla costume. Someone was in the gorilla costume. Think it might have been my dad, but she had this basement and she had this woods behind her yard and literally for hours on end he would pop up in windows and just chase us and we would scream and it was the absolute best. Her parties were so cool. I know this is getting off track from Halloween. Emily Odette had the best parties. She had a Napoleon Dynamite themed birthday party one year. We all ate tots and her dad dressed up as Uncle Rico, rode around in the backyard on a bicycle while we threw steaks at him. <laughs> so that's just a taste of like how great these parties were. My only question about the Napoleon Dynamite party, which does sound awesome, and I'm envious that I wasn't there, did anyone eat tots and was someone else like, Napoleon, give me some of your tots? Oh, I'm sure we said that many a time. I mean, this was like in middle school, so I don't remember exactly, but I'm sure. Emily was a big fan of the Napoleon Dynamite movie, so I'm sure we all knew the references. But yeah, those Halloween parties were amazing. And also, another reason why Halloween was amazing as a kid. Have you ever been to Barrett's Haunted House? I think maybe once or twice. I didn't go to many haunted houses as a kid, which I feel now is kind of because my parents would never really take me. And I feel like I've missed out on a lot of greatness as a kid. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've been to one or two. Maybe I've been to Barrett's, but I can't quite say for sure. Yeah, for those of you local people, you probably know what Barrett's Haunted House is. It's actually a permanent structure that's up all year long, but I'm pretty sure it's only, you know, open around Halloween time. Very, very scary haunted house. I think I went there maybe like once or twice. But, I mean, these are professional people who work at this haunted house. Like, they are legit. There are these people on stilts, crazy makeup. It's it's insane. But some people that actually work at Barrett's Haunted House live down the street from my parents' house. Ooh. So again, these people would get on their stilts on Halloween and chase us around the neighborhood. One time they even chased us to my house. And, like, we would be hopping over fences, and they would just step over them because they're on stilts. I'm telling you. Halloween when I was a kid was incredible. 
That sounds very, very fun. It sounds like you had a lot of great Halloweens as a kid. I enjoyed Halloween as a kid, but I'll give you an example of how mine, how my Halloween was as opposed to yours. My big brother, Steve, his birthday is on Halloween. Steve, if somehow you listen to this before I talk to you tomorrow, happy birthday. But because of that, he always got double candy. We'd always go to the houses and he could always just say, hey, it's my birthday too. And they'd be like, okay, double candy for you then. And I'd be sitting next to him and I'd be like, do I get double candy too? And they were like, is it your birthday? And I'm like, well, no, it's like, then no, you don't. It was agony and it was horrible, but I managed. I feel like you might have a complex now and maybe some, some things that you need to work out. I think so. I think so. I should confront Steve and be like, why were you born on Halloween? I meant maybe more seeing a counselor, but sure, Hmm. or that. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Maybe get professional help rather than do something myself. That might be, that might be the right answer. It might be. That does sound, that does sound traumatic. (laughs) It was. So tell me about your best Halloween costumes to date. Um, one of my best Halloween costumes, um... I've had a few, but one which I feel is kind of worthy of talking about was, uh, I think as I've said on the podcast before, I used to watch The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. I no longer, but um, I no longer do. But during season three of The Walking Dead, this character, the governor, was introduced, who was this um, man who ran this community called Woodbury. He loses an eye shortly into the TV series, so he wears an eye patch. He had this vest they always wore, this like, you know, blue long sleeve bun up shirt with the sleeves rolled up. So my freshman year of college, no, I'm sorry, my sophomore year of college, I duplicated his costume, eye patch, similar vest, everything. Everyone who got it was like, that is really good. That's a great costume. But people hadn't, it hadn't quite sunken into the media and pop culture as much as maybe it should have at that point. So I didn't get as much recognition recognition as I was, I was hoping for. Then my other, um, another Halloween costume I did, which was really kind of well-received, was uh, Michael Myers from the Halloween series, which was easy to do because I just did a boiler suit, black boots, and the Halloween mask. And since I'm kind of tall, everyone kind of bought it because I actually creep people out, so... Yeah. Wow. What about your costumes? What are some of your proudest costumes? You know, I have to say, when it comes to costumes, I am talented. That is one area I will not deny. I have talent. Now, I'm not a particularly crafty person, like arts and crafts, but when it comes to Halloween, I become the crafting queen. It's like ideas just start coming to me. But I would say my best Halloween costumes by far were in college. Um, freshman year of college, I dressed up as Lord Farquaad from, or maybe this was junior year, but yes, Lord Farquaad from Shrek. This was an incredible costume. I have this black, like, chin-length wig that I got for a Penelope Taint costume, different costume, so versatile, used it for Lord Farquaad, bought a Michael Jackson vest, which happened to look just like the Lord Farquaad red royal kind of suit with bright yellow tights, black shorts, and I made my own hobby horse out of a boom pole and cardboard. That is talent. I'm just gonna leave that right there. I was just gonna, I was just about to leave my dorm room 
And I was like, you know what? I don't feel right without a horse. Accuracy is important to me. I look to my right, I see a boom pole, because film school. I look to my left, I see some cardboard. And I said to my friend Sam, Sam, quick, draw me a horse, because my friend Sam's a really good artist. So she drew me a horse, cut it out, taped it to the boom pole, bam. Yes, I'd say a horse is important for Lord Farquaad because he's so small, he needs the horse to get around and to look down on people, and yes, that's a very crafty Halloween costume. I have seen a picture of it before, and I will say just from the pictures I've seen, Nicole is right. She's very crafty, very talented on Halloween. Her costumes are great. Yeah, I almost risked my life getting a free crown from Burger King just for this costume. Completely worth it. Gotta get the crown. You gotta get the crown. Again, I would say also up there, my Penelope Taint costume and my Miss Trunchbull costume. Some of my greatest accomplishments. Those are definitely very great accomplishments. Those are great characters who, especially Penelope Taint, I don't wanna get too off the subject of Halloween. I don't know how that character came to be, if that was Amanda Bynes' idea or if it was like the producer's idea, but where it's just like, hey, so you're gonna play uh, this fan who's obsessed with you and is stalking you. And her name's going to be Penelope Taint. My God, I love it. Yeah, My God. It's great. It's so good. It's so good. Miss Trunchbull, like, you know, don't get me started on that. That is a very good costume. It is. I right made my there. own shot puts. I made a custom sweatshirt that said 1972 Olympics. It was... Ask for pictures. I'll send them to you. Tally-ho. Tally-ho. Not titty-o. Yes. Look back in our archives of Drop the Light episodes to understand that reference. Love it. Absolutely love it. So, give me your favorite your favorite movies and TV shows to watch around Halloween time. Um, so, around Halloween time, I mean, I watch all different kinds of movies throughout the whole year, but including horror. But around Halloween time, that's usually when I'll jump a lot into the horror. Um, I love some of the Halloween movies, like the original. The second one's okay. Fourth one's okay. H2O, which stands for Halloween 20 years later. I don't know why they thought they could pick the title H2O yeah, and people wouldn't laugh at it later. No, yeah. yeah, like I'll tell people, I'm like, they're like, oh, hey, what's the one where Jamie Lee Curtis comes back the first time? I'm oh, like, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it? Yes. Watching. So here's the thing. Jamie Lee Curtis was in the first two Halloween movies. Then and the Activia commercials. She's so accomplished. And she is. my favorite version of Freaky Friday. She brings a lot to the movie, and I'm really glad she's back. Fun fact about Jamie Lee Curtis. She is a baroness. Really? Yes, she married a baron, making her a baroness. I can see that. I bet she, I bet she rocks it, too, because if there's one person who I think could really, really rock that, I think it's Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, I'll occasionally throw in Friday the 13th, but that's a little bit cheesy. I'm not too big on those. Nightmare on Elm Street original, but the rest I don't really enjoy, so. And um, more recently, uh, It, which I read the book for. I have a lot of knowledge about It, and I know you recently saw the movies, both It movies. I so did. we can talk about that a little bit. And uh, Get Out, which is another great movie I know you recently saw. And yeah, I'll just mix up movies like that. Before we get into those, what are some movies that you really love, though? This time well, of year. I don't have like a whole lot. Um, I am a Tim Burton fan. Not so much The Nightmare Before Christmas, but a big Corpse Bride fan. Mm-hmm. And also Coraline. I remember seeing Coraline in the theaters probably in like 7th or 8th grade and like 
feeling things. I absolutely loved it. Like my 12 year old heart was just ecstatic. I thought it was so cool to look at. I remember leaving the theater, my friends were like, that was weird. And I was like, it's a tour de force. I mean, I didn't say it's a tour de force, but that's how I felt in my soul. I'll say I like a lot of Tim Burton movies too. Um, Coraline, I didn't see until a few years ago, but even seeing it as, you know, a somewhat older first time viewer than most people, I really loved Coraline yeah, as well. It, it stirred something in me. <laughs> I remember always seeing the commercials and the black cat who I think was voiced by Keith David. It was just like, you may think this world is perfect, but you're wrong. And I'm like, a talking cat, huh? I think I'll put this on. You're like, I'm in. Yeah, I just remember that moment where she crawls through the tunnel. That was just a moment for me. All those colors and just, I thought it was just incredible and beautiful to look at and still uh, kind of nostalgic for me to this day. Yes. And it's kind of weird just to think something as simple as replacing cartoon characters' eyes with buttons can be so creepy. Yes. And just like so unsettling. I know. I highly encourage you, if you haven't seen any behind the scenes from any kind of Tim Burton movies, check it out on YouTube. It's really cool seeing all the claymation and these huge sets um, and the different faces that they have for each character. So, so cool. Check it out for any of the Tim Burton movies. Night Before Christmas, um, Coraline, Box (laughs) Trolls. I don't know if Box Trolls is Tim Burton. Any of those stop motion Leica films. Yeah. So, you recently saw It and It Chapter 2. I did. What did you think? Um, You know, I enjoyed it more than I thought that I would. It's definitely a good... They're definitely good movies, I think. Um, I was a big fan of the book. I read the book when I was younger. Fun fact, I would sometimes download the chapters from audiobook and fall asleep listening to them. Had some kind of messed up nightmares, but, you know, whatever. Uh, But yeah, I think Bill Skarsgård is terrific as Pennywise. I personally think he's better than Tim Curry. I mean, I know they both had different ideas for what the portrayal meant but um i personally prefer bill skarsgård's interpretation uh james mcavoy's in the sequel and i'm a mcavoy fanboy right so right there's that you can't really go wrong yeah you can't really go wrong i saw the second one in the theaters i watched the first one in the comfort of my home the night before i saw the second one in theaters and i have to say it's kind of a fun movie to actually see in a cinema Yeah, like, I saw the first one right when I came out in, like, a very, very packed cinema. And I actually went alone, but the theater was packed. So I was just, like, kind of sitting on the edge with, like, people all around me. It was the first time in a long time that I was in a theater and people were literally screaming in terror (laughs) terror because of that. That's awesome. That's the beauty of going to a movie theater. So, yeah, I know you also saw Get Out... Fairly recently, probably a few months ago, I think you told me you watched it with uh, Austin and Andrea. Is that correct? Yes, my sister and brother-in-law. Um, I did. I thought it was excellent. I think that's. I think that's a pretty good Halloween. I think that's a pretty good movie to watch around Halloween time. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. Yeah, because it was. Um, I mean, I always brag. Well, not not brag. I always you know let people know how much I loved Get Out because I thought it was just such a great movie yeah. there was so much attention to detail yeah. and I would say Get Out is probably one of the top 10 best movies I've ever seen and if you're going to watch it for the first time I highly suggest you watch it with someone who has seen it before I would agree because like then you're able to really talk about and especially 
And after you do that, also try to pass it along so you can be the person to tell those people the very interesting facts about Get Out. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent film. Also, something that I love around this time of year and literally every part of year is Goosebumps and essentially anything from the mind of R.L. Stein I will consume. I think he's absolutely brilliant and I love him. Have you ever watched Goosebumps? I have. I've uh, seen some of the TV series. I haven't seen every episode. I know you're probably not talking about the movies. I did also see the movie. I am not. Okay. I will say I did also see the first movie with uh, Dylan Minnette. I did not see the second one, but I'm more of a cartoon fan because I get what they were going for with the movie, but the cartoons and the books, that's just like the OG, like really classic stuff. The television show wasn't a cartoon. Did they make them into cartoons? Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I've seen, there's two series, one like, I think one's a cartoon and then one's also a live action. I've seen some of both, but. Okay. I mean, the theme song just awakens my soul. I love all the super goofy guest stars they have on there. I'm just a big fan of like camp in general, Mm -hmm. which is probably why I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer so much because it's so campy. Uh, But actually kind of a fun fact They have, um, you know, there's kind of like different kids in every episode of Goosebumps. And one of the kids they had in one of the episodes was like a 10-year-old Ryan Gosling. And every child on that show was a terrible actor. But the one episode where Ryan Gosling was on, he was was really good. He was like the one talented child actor they had on the show. And now he's Ryan Gosling. Who are those other kids now? I have no idea. So to wrap it up here, this will kind of lead into our conversation game. If you guys, I got this idea because I thought back, it's Halloween, so I'm not sure if Jimmy Kimmel is going to do another, I told my kids I ate their Halloween candy challenge. Anyway, if you guys haven't seen that and you want to see kids very upset, I guess you can Google it. But Jimmy Kimmel also has another segment, which he does every once in a while, Mean Celebrity Tweets. In this, celebrities read very mean tweets that people write about them. Our conversation game today. Nicole, if you could write a mean tweet to any celebrity and you know they would read it, who would it be to and what would you say? Oh, God. Okay. I don't want to be mean to anybody, but I guess if we're just being honest here, I am a Charlie Puth hater. I think his voice is so high it just goes up into the stratosphere and it just stays there and it's so annoying to my eardrums. I don't think he's good at singing and it annoys me a lot. I think Charlie Puth might be a dog. That's my theory. Could be possible. So like if I were to, I feel like I I have this scenario in my head where if I was like picketing outside a Charlie Puth concert and I had this sign that said like, he's a dog, he's a dog. People would be like, oh, like he disrespects women. And I'd be like, no, like, I think he's an actual dog. Like, he has a voice only dogs can hear. I feel like you'd get a lot of supporters if you did that. Agreed. I'll be honest, I don't really listen to a lot of his music, but that sounds that sounds accurate, yeah. I would say. So if I were to have a tweet, I would say, lower your voice to an octave that's more pleasing to me. Period. Good choice. Thank Very you. good choice. For me, this goes in the spirit of Halloween. I mentioned earlier that I used to watch The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. I don't anymore because, 
under the reins of uh, this guy named Scott Gimple, the show got very bad, and pretty much everyone says that. So I think I would write a tweet to him, which would be this meme I saw online, which I think is a brilliant meme, and it's also Halloween-y. Uh, it's a cartoon of a Grim Reaper, and under the Grim Reaper it says Gimple, and then there's all these doors that are open with blood on them, with like blood coming out of them. So like one is like uh, Walking Dead season seven and eight, blood coming out of the room. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead seasons four and five, blood coming out of the room, and then like knocking on the door for like the next season as like the Grim Reaper. I'd probably say that and be like, dude, nobody likes what you do. Change stuff up. Send. Wow. I didn't understand any of that, but I'm sure it's absolutely scathing. Yes. Well, happy Halloween to you all. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Drop the Light. Can't wait. Hope you have a great, hope you have a great uh, start to your holiday season. And we'll see you soon. See you soon.